Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Educate for Life helps you build your life on the rock. LG Equipment helps builders build on good soil. Luke Gibson's team at LG Equipment is your local source for grading, demolition, hauling, and more. Learn about their bulk water services from trucks to tankers to towers at rentwatertower.com. Get your questions answered. Call LG Equipment at 619-988-0924. Learn more at lgequipment.com. 619-988-0924. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30 and Saturdays, 7.30 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. How can you live in San Diego and miss out on enjoying the water? Fast Lane Kayaking sells popular Hopi Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more. FastLaneSailing.com. 619-222-0766. You're on EducateForLife.com radio with Kevin Conover. And if you listen long enough, your faith will become... I'm tired of being conned. Don't worry, the con is over, see? We're now at DEFCON 1. Did you say carnivore or carnivore? Would you like to have a conversation with Kevin? Then call 800-243-9719. And now, here's your host, Kevin Conover. Bring your time and bring your shame. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website is educateforlife.org. And uh, I hope that this show is a blessing to you. We are over, uh, I believe, over 100 programs now. Uh, I've been doing this for about three years. And we're on KPRZ, 12, 10 a.m. You can listen to us on Sundays. We are in the evening, so if you're a, late, uh, if you're a night owl, that's, a great, that's great for us. 10 p.m. is when our show uh, airs now in San Diego uh, on Pacific Standard Time. And um, my guest today is Dick Halsam. Dick, say hi to the, the video here. Wave. Give a wave. Hi there. How are you? <laughs> okay. And um, Dick, you know, he, him and I have known each other for how long now? Maybe four? Five years. F- five years. Okay. And uh, the way we met was I was teaching a class out at Skyline um, on apologetics. That, that's what I typically do. And what ended up happening was um, we were talking about starting a group to go and uh, share the gospel. And uh, 
So Dick was one of the few people that decided that he wanted to do that. And so uh, since then, every month, almost every month, we've gone down to the beach um, uh, when we're available and shared the gospel, passing out hot dogs and waters uh, to people down at the beach and giving out invitations to church. And um, so I I thought it would be a really cool show to do where we talk about sharing the gospel because for a lot of people, it's something that um, strikes fear into their hearts when they think about telling somebody else about their faith. And um, Dick, why don't we start off, can you give us a little bit, bit of background on yourself, how you grew up as a Christian and so forth, and I, uh, then we'll, we'll pick up from there. Good. First of all, I didn't grow up as a Christian, anything but. Okay. Uh, well, as a little kid, you know, my grandmother was Catholic, and so we would go to uh, uh, church with her on Christmas and church with her on, on Easter, and, uh, and that was about the extent of it. And I remember one time my mom coming and grabbing us. We're about eight, nine years old. And we went off to a Lutheran church for a vacation Bible school. And that was the extent of my Christianity as a kid. Okay. And, uh, uh, but as a, as a, growing up with a Catholic influence, all my, all my friends and playmates when I was a little kid were all Catholic. My grandmother's Catholic. Neighbors are all Catholic. And, uh, uh, and I was worried because I'd heard them talking and if I should die, am I going to go to heaven or am I going to go to hell? Mm. And I was, I was really worried about that. And so I was about 12 years old, and Buddy and I were out hiking, happened to be on um, uh, New Year's Day, by the way. And uh, he was telling me that, uh, yeah, all you have to do is go to, the, uh, go to the priest, confess your sins, and they're all forgiven. You're good to go. I said, it's that easy? He says, well, he says, until you sin again. And I said, well, how often can you go? He said, go every day if you want. Bingo, I'm home free. I'll just go every day and get my sins forgiven. You wanted to make sure. I wanted to make sure. I mean, gee whiz, I, yeah. And I thought, that's it. Man, I went home. I told my mom, I says, mom, I'm going to become a Catholic. You can get your sins forgiven every day. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> and she put a kibosh on that real quick. No, yeah. you're not. Your dad says you need to wait till you get older. And I was really disappointed. Yeah. And I used to go to bed at night. I only knew one prayer. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Oh, and I would say it's a that. a scary, scary prayer. <laughs> I would say that. That's the only thing I knew. Yeah. yeah. And I would say that every night and sometimes two or three times. Oh. Yeah. Make sure. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't somebody, something you want to gamble with, right? Exactly. I want to make this happen. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, uh, and then I uh, came under the influence of a young fellow uh, when I was 16 years old, and he invited me to a Bible study. I thought, great, go, let's go. And so I went with him. Now, was this here in San Diego? No, this back in Illinois. Okay. This back in Illinois. I'm 16 years old. I grew up back in Illinois, Peoria. And uh, so I went to that Bible study that night, and there was another fellow there, and he says, would you like to become a Christian? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, why not? <laughs> you know? and, and so I, he led me through a prayer, prayed the prayer, and that was it. And I thought, this is too easy. I mean, yeah. I mean, is this, did it, you know, lightning didn't strike. I yeah. didn't feel all warm inside yeah, or anything yeah. like that, you know. So uh, little did I know, later, yeah, it comes by faith. Yeah. You know? Then I drifted away from the Lord for a long time until we got married. 
And then we got married, and I knew I knew how I was supposed to live. Because uh-huh. I, sure, I sure wasn't living the way I should live between mm-hmm. between that time when I accepted Christ and when I got married. And I, now, now, when you got married, were you still in Illinois, or were you, no, no, no? By then, by then, I had come to California, okay, San Diego, uh-huh. and I met my wife here in San Diego. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, she was from Michigan. She'd only been out here a couple of months. I had been here a week. I met her uh, uh, a week after I got here. The only girl I dated in California, and eight months later, we were married. And last week, we celebrated our 55th anniversary. Hey, that's awesome. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's great. Shout out to Janice, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, hey, uh, so, you know, so... As you became more involved in your church, um, when did it become, and you've gone to Skyline Church now for how long? I've been a member there since May of 1970. Okay, that's since before I was born. So <laughs> <laughs> so, so yes. uh, that's a long time. Yes. Now, when you were going to Skyline Church, when did you become impressed that, hey, it was important that you should be sharing your faith and you should be, you know, kind of living out your Christianity, reaching out to others like people reached out to you? Well, Skyline the pastors, going back to Pastor Butcher, and then and then John Maxwell, yeah. and now Jim Garlow, always preached, you know, sharing your faith. And and it was just one of those things, if you're a Christian, you need to be sharing your faith. Whenever yeah. you read the scripture, you need yeah. to be sharing your faith. And, you know, like a lot of Christians, it just kind of, you know, went by me. But then I, I, I'd get out and I would, especially driving down the freeway, rush hour time at yeah. night, yeah. and you see a gazillion lights. And I think, I wonder how many of those people are going to be in heaven. Mm. How many of those people know Jesus? Mm-hmm. You know, because that, that verse comes back to me all the time where Jesus says, you know, wide is the gate. And many are going to go that way, but narrow is the gate to heaven. There's going yeah. to be few go that way. Yeah. And that has always been on, you know, it just, it just constantly rings in my head. Yeah. Never did anything about it. It was your influence that got me off the dime. Wow. And, um, uh, uh, yeah, I uh, uh, said that there was this uh, uh, high school uh, Bible teacher out at Christian High, where both my kids graduated from, mm-hmm. and uh, he's going to be talking to the high school kids on a Sunday night. Oh, okay. Maybe I go check this guy out. <laughs> and you made the announcement that next week you were going to start a Sunday school class. So I've been there ever since. And that was September of 2013. Wow, that's crazy, man. And, so, and, that's... and you, the thing that you kept hitting on is we're not just going to come in here and get warm fuzzies and hear the gospel and go on our merry way. We got to go put it into action. We yeah. got to go share our faith. And back then it was kind of hit and miss. We go to a shopping center here or down to Belleville Park or back to a shopping center. And that was pretty much for that year. It, it wasn't until... Um, until September of 2014 that we went to the beach and it became a weekly, every week. Or every not, month not thing. Every yeah. month, I'm yeah. sorry. Every month, yeah. And we decide which month, you know. Yeah. Or which week, I'm sorry. Uh, second week of the month, first week, third week. And I don't know how I selected, but I yeah. selected the third week of the month. Yeah. And we try to stay on that schedule. Uh, once in a while, we have to change. The last two months have had to change. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So um, for those of you listening, for those of you online and everything, um, please comment. Um, let us know your experience with sharing the gospel. If you've ever shared the gospel with some uh, anybody, the reason I I wanted to do this program is because I feel um, and I think it's obvious. You know, 
that there has been a decline in the amount of people that are out there sharing the gospel. And, you know, there's a variety of different reasons. Um, uh, the fear of speaking to anybody, um, speaking in front of people, um, bearing your heart, you know, what's very important to you, to a stranger, um, just the fear of rejection. These are all fears that we have. But um, Dick and I today want to encourage you and uh, that that uh, there are opportunities and ways to share the gospel that decrease the fear, that you don't have to always be afraid and that there's opportunities to overcome those fears. And I wanted to read this quote from, uh, this is from georgebarna.com. This was in November, 2017. And he says here, uh, Christianity in America is going through a time of substantial challenge. The church at large is not likely to grow in the future unless some fundamental changes in practice are made. Citing one such change, Barna noted, Fewer churches emphasize and equip people for evangelism these days, and the results are obvious and undeniable. The implications of ignoring gospel outreach, especially among children who are the most receptive audience to the gospel, are enormous. All the church, church growth strategies in the world cannot compensate for the absence of an authentic transmission of the good news of what Jesus Christ has done for human, humanity. And uh, he goes on to say here, parents who have more influence on the spiritual choices and development of their children than anyone else are ill-prepared these days to lead their children to a genuine, life-changing relationship with Jesus. Worse yet, surveys conducted by ACFI earlier this year revealed that most American parents are not interested or engaged in helping their kids to, to know Jesus personally. And so, uh, you know, that's a big part of what my ministry is trying to do is help people, encourage people, show people the incredible need and significance of um, learning to share the gospel in a way that is not awkward or offensive or uh, whatever the case, that diminishes fear. And so um, uh, that's what Dick and I are here talking about. Now, uh, my website is educateforlife.org, and specifically that's what it's geared towards. I have classes all over the, the internet there that are showing you how to share your faith, as well as giving you answers to the questions that people have about sharing their faith, right? I heard um, when I was in college, I took a Toastmasters class. And have you heard of Toastmasters? Yes. Yeah. They teach you how to speak in public. And they said one of the biggest fears people have is public speaking. In fact, it's the number one fear that Americans have is public speaking. But they said that the way you diminish your fear of public speaking is to know your material well. So that if, if you know your material well, that's gonna cut your fear in half because you're comfortable talking about it, right? And so I think a big part of what you and I are trying to do and what the class is aimed at doing is helping people to be better equipped um, to be able to answer people's questions about Christianity. How do you know God exists? How do you know uh, Jesus actually died on the cross and rose from the dead? These sorts of questions, um, and but surprisingly, those questions don't come up too often uh, when we're out sharing the gospel, but um, give people more confidence. So we're coming up on a break here. We're going to be right back, and we're going to talk about what uh, Dick has experienced because he was extremely fearful sharing the gospel, and uh, he's going to share with you where he came from and how, how things are going in his life as far as sharing the gospel is concerned. So stay with us. We're going to be right back. Gibson of LG Equipment supports Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. Luke grew up in the construction industry and now serves LG's commercial and residential customers throughout Southern California. Whether you need grading, paving, hauling, demolition, on-site bulk water service, water trucks, tankers, and towers, call LG Equipment at 619-998-0924. Learn more at lgequipment.com. 619-998-0924. 
When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30, and Saturdays, 7.30 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. I will cast my cares on you. Thanks for listening today. This is Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. If this show is a blessing to you, I encourage you to consider partnering partnering with uh, myself and Educate for Life. You can um, financially support us at donate to efl.org. And uh, what, what we do is we make all these classes for free. Right now I have about 40 classes up online. They're all an hour to two hours long. And they teach people all about the gospel and how to share their faith. Um, but it does cost a, a significant amount of cash. And so if you're able to make a donation, we have all our classes up there for free. If you're able to make a donation, even as little as $10 a month, that would be a huge blessing. Um, and that is at donate to efl.org. Um, also, coming up, um, I'm speaking over at uh, the, um, it's, a, it's a national apologetic conference with uh, Veritas International University up in LA. It's going to be on October 13th at Calvary Chapel. Myself and a bunch of other speakers are going to be talking about uh, answering people's questions about God and the Bible. If you're interested in that, that's also on my website. You can check that out. My guest today is Dick Housem, and uh, he has been uh, a Christian uh, since before I was born, and uh, also been going to Skyline since before I was born. Um, and uh, he's a, a fantastic enc- encouragement to me. And I decided I'd have him on the show today because um, I really appreciate his uh, authenticity and his transparency about how he felt sharing the gospel. Um, and so, Dick, wh- why don't you take us back to uh, when we first started <laughs> and um, what was going through your mind as you... we we started that first opportunity to share the gospel. Uh, take us back to how you were feeling. Let us, let us people hear how you were feeling. Okay. Before we started going to the beach, that first year that you were teaching the class, mm-hmm. we were kind of hit and miss when we were, uh, uh, where we were going to share the, the gospel. And I thought, I got to go. I got to go. I got to do this to get over this fear. I, I, I want to go do this so I can get over the fear. And uh, it took a long time. And to be quite honest with you, I'm not still completely over the fear sure, yet. Sure, sure. You know? Yeah. Um, however, the the more we have done it, the easier it has become. And you have shared that with me. You said, told me a long time ago, you said, Dick, I didn't share like this all the time. Yeah. Because I'd say you go up to five or six big guys standing on the beach and you go right up with them, start talking to them like you're talking about a football game. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I thought, Lord, that's... That's what I want to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now, uh, I remember one time you told me that um, on the way down to the beach, you were driving down there. And as you were driving, you, you were like, I don't want to go. I want to turn around right now. 
Unfortunately, it wasn't just one time. (laughs) (laughs) We've been doing this down the beach, what, four years now? So that's um, uh, 48 uh, trips to the beach. And most of those, it's like, I I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't feel like going down there. Yeah. And, And it's just, it's... It's got to be satanic. What else could it be? You know? Well, I think it's kind of a normal fear that people yeah, have. A fear, it is. Yeah. Fear, fear of, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think the one of the drives of the human heart is to be accepted. It's to be welcomed. It's to be appreciated. And when we think about, hey, I'm going to share with somebody about, you know, heaven and all. And I don't know. We we It probably is spiritual. You know, there's sure. probably a spiritual war there going sure, on. Sure. But I think part of it is also just uh, the natural human desire to be loved and accepted. Even, even this past Saturday, yeah, I, I didn't want to go. It wasn't that I was afraid of sharing. Yeah, I just didn't feel like doing it. I didn't want to do it. Once I got down there, we got talking to people. Yeah, I was I was glad we were there. Yeah, and then you you add a new dynamic when you show up, and and so I'm I'm sitting there thinking, what's the matter with me that I didn't want to come down here? I, this is this is a lot of fun. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. Matter of fact, we had one of the guys in our class. And I don't know if I should say his name or not, but anyway. Uh, he came down and, and uh, cooked hot dogs for us Yeah, when we first started doing the hot dogs. And he said, this is nothing like I thought it would be. I said, what would you think it would be? He said, I thought people would be mad and angry and yell at you and cuss you out. <laughs> he said, yeah. it's not like that at all. Yeah, yeah. It's not like that at all. I think people have in their mind what we see in the media a lot, which is some guy holding up a sign that says, turn or burn, you're going yes. to hell. And naturally, people are angry at somebody who is – constantly condemning them sure and so what happens is i think um it creates this fear that hey that's going to be my experience and so my question to you dick is um you know you're sometimes you're afraid and i'm the same way sometimes i'm i'm not usually very afraid anymore like i used to be but but um how did you overcome that like what 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 enabled you to push through that fear? And even today allows you to push through that fear and make that decision to go out and share down at the beach. I think two things. Number one, just kept doing it. Yeah. Just every month, even though I don't feel like going down there, I just go. Yeah. I go and, and, uh, uh, and then the material that we use, you know, the material that Ray Comfort has, mm-hmm. his approach makes it so easy. Yeah. Makes it so easy. And, um, uh, uh it was just doing it. Yeah. And uh, um, today it's not so much fear. Well, maybe not down at the beach anyway. Yeah. See, and I wanted to do this at the beach so that that would become part of my life wherever mm. I am. Yeah. Something and that you do. that's a little more difficult. Yeah. You know, why? I don't know. There's been a number of times when we go to a restaurant and I'll tell the server, hey, we're going we're gonna to thank the Lord for our food. Is there anything we can pray for you? Yeah. And I've had some wonderful experiences, but I don't do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah, that's you know? a good question. Um, I think, and um, for those of you listening, uh, Dick just referenced Ray Comfort. And Ray Comfort is uh, really, he's the one that for me enabled me to start getting more and more comfortable sharing the gospel. I, when I was in high school, I, I did share the gospel. Um, I was pretty uh, outspoken about my faith. It was just my personality. But um, I wasn't, very effective and i was kind of just i I just let it let let it happen i hadn't practiced or anything and i didn't nobody ever taught me really how to share the gospel and i really believe that um, to be trained makes a big difference and when i first was turned on to ray comfort 
And um, essentially all he's doing is taking Jesus' method of sharing the gospel and he's breaking it down and showing you what you're doing, which is you're, you're showing the person their need for a savior. So um, I, anybody listening, if you're interested in evangelism and sharing the gospel, uh, one of the struggles I had early on was I would, I would say to somebody, would you like to get saved? And they would say, saved from what? And I would say, well, saved from hell. And they would say, why would I go to hell? And they'd say, I, I'm a good person. I, I don't do anything bad and I've never murdered anybody or, you know, and I don't steal. And, and I'd think to myself, well, that's a good point. And uh, I'd say, well, do you still want to get saved? And they'd be like, nah. And, and I was like, well, that, was, that wasn't very good. And so what Ray Comfort does is he shares the law with them. And during this radio program, um, I'm going to, just last Saturday, Dick and I were down at the beach and we actually had a recording um, where I actually had the opportunity to share the gospel with a young guy named Lexus, and he ended up accepting the Christ, accepting Christ. And he, uh, we're going to share that within this radio program um, when it airs eventually. Uh, so make sure you tune in when it when the full program's done, and it'll be up on YouTube too. But essentially, what you're doing is you're sharing, you're demonstrating that they need to be saved from their sins and that they really are a sinner. And it's very, very effective. But at the same time, you're not being offensive and you're not condemning people. Um, you're giving them the hope of Jesus Christ. The gospel is called good news for a reason, because we need the good news of Jesus Christ, which is that you've got a get out of jail card. Uh, and that get out of jail card is Jesus Christ. And so um, that, that I really appreciate, Dick, what you're saying, that uh, just going and, and continually going, not giving up, has slowly begun to diminish the fear. Yes. And so I guess for anybody listening, that's my encouragement to you too, is don't give up because the first time you go out there, um, it's often nerve, nerve wracking. A lot of things can, can happen that you don't feel like, wow, I didn't do a good job. I didn't represent Christ well. I was embarrassed. And if we give up so quickly, then you know the devil's won. Um, but the reality is, is that if we treated the rest of life that way, I mean, how far would we get? right? You, you get to your work, it, the, the job doesn't go that well, and you give up on the first day. Or you go out to try out for basketball, the first practice doesn't go that well, you feel clumsy and awkward, and you go, well, I must not be good at basketball. And that can apply to pretty much anything we try to do, whether it's photography or art or dance or a sport. Um, all of us are awkward and clumsy when we initially start, but the rewards of persevering and enduring are great. And, um, when we come back, we're coming up on a break here. I'm going to share with you the impact that us going, we've, we've had anywhere from four to eight people on average going down to the beach now for how many years, Dick? Uh, four years. We started in uh, September of 2014. So for four years, once a month, four to eight people down at the beach, literally on a Saturday for two hours, no more than two hours. This is 10 to 12 on a Saturday, two hours out of an entire month. Um, Dick has been keeping track of how many fly flyers we've handed out, how many hot dogs we passed out, how many waters we passed out, how many uh, gospel tracts and invitations to church we've, we've given out. And uh, I've got to tell you, it's just uh, amazing to me how that consistent small effort over time adds up to a huge impact. So when we get back, um, Dick's going to share that with you. And uh, I've got some more encouraging tips about how to share the gospel that is inoffensive, it is not awkward, and makes it way, way easier uh, to be comfortable um, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. So we're going to be right back. Stay with us. 
Fastlane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more. Fastlanesailing.com. 619-222-0766. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teachings. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Educate for Life helps you build your life on the rock. LG Equipment helps builders build on good soil. Luke Gibson's team at LG Equipment is your local source for grading, demolition, hauling, and more. Learn about their bulk water services from trucks to tankers to towers at rentwatertower.com. Get your questions answered. Call LG Equipment at 619-988-0924. Learn more at lgequipment.com. 619-988-0924. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tire wheels and service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30 and Saturdays, 7.30 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. Thanks for listening today. This is Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. And if this show is a blessing to you, please check out my website. It's educateforlife.org. Uh, there's all kinds of ways to get involved and support us. I have a full curriculum on there that's fantastic for homeschool students. It's a great way to um, teach them how to defend their faith. So my whole website is dedicated to defending the truth of God's word, as well as how to share your faith in a practical way um, on a on a daily basis. So, uh, meaning, uh, we don't need to hold gigantic crusades um, to share the gospel. We don't have to have a huge event at church, um, but we can ma- begin to make this a regular part of our life, being that light and that salt that that Christ asks us to be. So, um, my guest today is Dick Halsum. He's a great friend of mine, and uh, I'm blessed to have him uh, involved in uh, ministry. Uh, where we do ministry together. And um, for four years now, we've been going down to the beach, passing out hot dogs. We, we buy the hot dogs, buy the waters, put the waters in a cooler, and then uh, pass them out. So, Dick, why don't you tell us, um, what are the stats on, on how many, how many uh, tracks and so forth and everything we passed out? <laughs> okay. Um, starting with the, uh, the very first year, we were giving out roughly 98 tracks a month. Every, every time we'd go. Okay. And, then, and then our next year after that, our second year, we were up to 169 as an average, and then it dropped to 122, and so far this past year it dropped to 132. But we give out primarily two tracks. One of them is like a business card to Skyline Church, and the other is one of Ray Comfort's cards. And uh, we try, try to make it super easy. And like you said, it was anywhere from uh, 
four to eight people who show up as an average at six to seven over the year. And uh, uh, I, I find that, that um, uh, you know, what you just said here a little bit ago about um, uh, Toastmasters, knowing your material defeats, you know, you get through half the fear. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing that I hear from, from Christians most. I, you know, I, I don't know enough. And, and I have to say, I was guilty of that too. Being afraid of, what if they're going to ask me hard questions that I can't answer? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Talk about lack of faith in the Holy Spirit. You know? Well, you know, what's interesting to me is that, that you know, the, the Bible says that God will prepare you to be able to speak to people. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is that the Holy, the, that Christ says that the Holy Spirit will remind you of what Christ taught. So if we're not taking the time to become more knowledgeable about God's word and about the truth of God's word and how to defend it. Well, then the Holy Spirit has nothing to remind us of. So uh, I feel like um, I definitely uh, often will look back on a time where I got to share my faith and I go, man, the Holy Spirit really guided me uh, in that discussion. But at the same time, does that mean that we don't spend time uh, getting better and learning how to share our faith and defend our faith? Well, no, absolutely not. Right. So, but anyway, so you were saying that one of your biggest fears was, hey, I don't know enough. So what would you say to somebody who said, I don't know enough? Use the right comfort material. Yeah. It, it, it's it's very intuitive. And when I hand a person a, a sheet with, with uh, uh, how to walk through it, it's a whole typewritten sheet and that can be intimidating. Yeah. But it's very intuitive. One step to the next, you know, mm-hmm. how you go right through it. And that, I think gets rid of some of the fear yeah it gets rid of gets rid of a lot of the fear actually yeah, yeah absolutely you know and uh to tell you a funny story uh one of the things that uh jim garlow did is is to uh uh he had a guy come out by the name of bill fay and his ministry is how to share your faith without an argument and i use part of that and part of uh ray comfort's material so i'm on back when i was while i was working i'm on an airplane and i start sharing with this guy and I went right through all the steps, and I got to the question, if you were to die right now, would God let you in his heaven? Yeah, I'm a pretty good guy. And, of course, we I'm not going to take time now, but we got around that, and I finally got to the question, would you like to accept Christ? He said, yeah, I think I would. And I'm, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> what, what, what do I do now? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I've never had that experience yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. But I got my composure back and we prayed a prayer. And uh, uh, I said, yes, I could have I flown the rest of that distance yeah. without that airplane. <laughs> That's right. I know. That's funny. <laughs> um, that reminds me of the first time I shared my faith. It was one of, one of the guys that was on my wrestling team in high school. And we were at lunchtime, we were just having a discussion and I wasn't even at all, I wasn't even planning to, to share the gospel with him. But he specifically asked me because he knew I was a Christian. I always prayed before all my matches. And uh, he started asking me, well, you know, how do you get to heaven? How do you know you're gonna go to heaven? And, and I, started, I started, you know, going through this with him. And he, he basically was pulling it out of me. <laughs> and I, and he, he, he gets to the point and he goes, I want to become a Christian. And I was kind of like, whoa, wait, what is happening right now? <laughs> and so um, I ended up praying with him, but I was totally uh, you know, caught off guard and w- unprepared. But over time, um, 
you know, uh, God definitely, you know, he brings opportunities as you uh, step out in faith um, for you to share your faith. So, you know, with that story, Kevin, yeah. I think God was probably in heaven laughing, thinking, Kevin, you're going to share your faith now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's going to lead you yeah, through yeah. it. I've had that happen several times where I was resist. I felt like Jonah or something, you know, I was like, I don't, I don't want to do this, but, but uh, God has been gracious. So tell us again, um, uh, we passed out all these tracks. How many total have we passed out? How many total tracks? Yeah. You know, I don't years. have, I don't have that total down. The first year we passed out 1,075 and then 2,026, then 1,463. And right now we're at 1,443 for this year. So we're looking at so one, that's like, what three, is that? Five four, or 6,000? Uh, close to 6,000 oh tracks that we have given out. Okay. Now, so. Well, so I wanted to say here is 6,000 tracks. That's literally two hours a month for four years. And that's 6,000 tracks. That, now, right. what that is essentially is seeds, 6,000 seeds yeah. that God, um, we don't know where they're going or where, how they're being used, but we know that the Bible is very clear that God's word does not return void. Right. And we know that those seeds are having an impact somewhere along the line. Right. And um, what were you going to say? You were going to say? Uh, well, I was just going to say, I, I, I keep stats on the tracks. Yeah. I don't keep stats, stats on the, uh, like the waters. Yeah. The waters we give out is anywhere from 125 to 225. Yeah. This last week we gave out 195. Uh, hot 195 dogs, waters? 195 waters. Yeah. And, uh, and it was super hot. And we gave out 165 of those in the first 45 oh, yeah. minutes. Yeah, we need more waters. <laughs> <laughs> we needed to slow down. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and then hot dogs, usually um, about 50, 48 hot dogs. They come eight in a package. I usually hit yeah. six. And rare. We, the earliest we've ever run out is like quarter to 12, 15 minutes early. Okay. So now, um, now what's also, um, for those of you listening, I, I want to encourage you about something really important here. Um, I used to go out to places in San Diego, like Balboa Park. Sometimes I went down to Mexico. I've been down to downtown, uh, Ocean Beach. I've been to the mall and sharing the gospel. And something I found along the way is uh, what is probably known somewhere is the principle of reciprocity. And that is that when you give something, um, it makes it a lot easier um, to get something. And what I mean by that is this. When you give somebody a hot dog or you give somebody a water, um, you're you're and then you're asking for their time, right? Because you're asking for them to listen to you, and that's taking up their time. Um, if you go up to somebody and try to take their time, but you have nothing to offer them, well, it's going to be a lot more difficult for for them to want to give you their time if you've not offered them anything. And in my opinion. Um, this is one of the greatest, most effective ways to remove the, the awkward and the fear barrier um, that we face often is through the principle of reciprocity. And that doesn't have to be with just hot dogs and water. That can be with doing a neighbor a favor, right? Going out of your way, way to weed your neighbor's lawn. That can be... Um, going out of your way to write a nice card to somebody, thanking them. All of these things are ways you can give um, in order to have the opportunity to share your faith. And this is something God has um, really built into the human psyche, I believe, is that when we see love in action, there's an appeal to it. I believe two of the strongest apologetic strategies or, or essentially 
ways that God has designed mankind is to respond to truth and to respond to love. So when a person hears truth, they naturally respond well to it. Okay, we don't respond well to lies because we know somebody's trying to take advantage of us. But when we tell the truth, people respond to it. And that's why knowing the truth of God's word is so important because people respond naturally to truth. And the other thing that people respond naturally to, because I believe God has built this into us, is to love. See, love is the opposite of the devil. The devil is full of hate and he's full of lies. God is full of, full of love and truth. And so the significance here is this, is that when we experience or see love in action, there's a natural human magnetism towards it. And so what we want to do, if we want to be very effective evangelists and we want to diminish the awkwardness and the fear, is we want to, to use love and truth in, in tandem. And so I personally, I almost never go witnessing unless I have the opportunity to give somebody something. Um, I'm not saying you shouldn't. I, I mean, I'll witness to somebody on a plane or I'll witness to somebody in Starbucks if God provides the opportunity. But what I've found, especially if you're new to sharing your faith, what I've found is uh, one of the easiest ways to get more comfortable is by giving something out or offering somebody something um, through that principle of reciprocity. Um, does that, has that been helpful for you as oh, far yeah. as? Yeah. Well, it kind of breaks the ice. Yeah. It kind of breaks the ice. It gets you talking with them. It gets them talking with you. Mm-hmm. It kind of, kind of the, the, uh, uh, what's what? The, I, I know what you're saying. The, all the guards or the, uh, yeah, objections or. Yes. Are, are kind of down. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I know at, at last point. Saturday we were out at the beach and one guy goes, okay, what's the catch here? Right. He, he goes, is the water laced? I, I never heard that one before. <laughs> so I, yeah, we're down here trying to poison people at the beach. But um, one of the things I do, I try to anticipate that. Yeah, you know, I say, "Hey, we got free water, free hot dog." Oh, really, it's really free. And I and I'll say in a in a lighthearted way, I say, "Well, you know, nothing in life is free." And I give them the card. We're from Skyline Church. Yeah, and here's some material from uh, from uh, Ray Comfort. And uh, uh, I said, "That's the that's the extent of the cost here. Other yeah. than that, it is free." And uh, by the way, do you have any spiritual beliefs? Yeah, exactly. And you know, what's interesting to me too is um, a lot of people say, well, how how do people respond down there? You know, in four years, I've had one negative response in the entire time we've gone there. In four years, one negative response. And and that guy, he was, he he was offended that I was sharing the gospel with him. And I, and I said, Hey, I'm sorry. I I hope you have a wonderful day. Uh, And and I, and I walked away and that, that was the extent of it. Um, other than that, I, I've even had, if you can believe this, I had an atheist one time. Um, I'm standing there at the table. This guy walks up. Now, I didn't know he was an atheist at the time, but this guy walks up. He gives me 20 bucks. And I said, no, 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 the hot dogs are free. And and he said, no, I'm giving it to you as a donation. And, and I said, really? I said, thank you. Now, I assumed he was a Christian because, you know, that's who would donate to we're sharing the gospel. And I said, what church do you go to? And he said, oh, I don't go to church. I'm an atheist. And I, I said, what? I took a double take, you know, you're giving me 20 bucks to share the gospel and you're an atheist. <laughs> and and I asked him that and he said, you know what? He said, there's a lot of people out here yelling at people and you guys are doing a really cool thing. I mean, how you're giving people hot dogs and stuff like this. He said, I think that's really cool. And he said, I just, I just wanted to give you guys 20 bucks. And what that showed me here is again, is that love is very, very powerful. And giving, giving people free hot dogs and water is a tangible way to love people. And it immediately makes more people receptive to what you have to say. So um, I encourage you to 
in your own community, in your own church body, um, to start an evangelism ministry where you do so by reaching out to people um, and offering them something um, for their time to be able to share the gospel. It'll it'll have a huge impact. We have one more segment left. Where Dick and I are going to continue to talk uh, about these issues. And uh, if you have questions or comments, please feel free to uh, share them. We're on Facebook um, live right now. This will also be on YouTube, our YouTube channel, and it will also be podcast. And then um, if you have other questions, feel free to get a hold of me. I'm um, I'm easily accessible, and I love to help people share the gospel. We are going to be having a coaching and mentoring um, uh, kind of a training in a while here uh, in the upcoming months. So uh, if you sign up for my email, um, uh, stay in touch kind of thing, then you can get the updates on when we're going to be doing the coaching and mentoring on how to effectively share your faith. So stay with us. we got one more segment left. We'll be right back. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30, and Saturdays, 7.30 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. Luke Gibson of LG Equipment supports Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. Luke grew up in the construction industry and now serves LG's commercial and residential customers throughout Southern California. Whether you need grading, paving, hauling, demolition, on-site bulk water service, water trucks, tankers, and towers, call LG Equipment at 619-998-0924. Learn more at lgequipment.com. 619-998-0924. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teachings. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and team. Team Home Loans. Thanks for listening today. This is Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. And if this show is a blessing to you, please partner with us at educateforlife.org. You can also make a donation at donate to efl.org. We've given away all our um, videos for free, 40 online high-definition widescreen videos. You can use them in Bible studies. You can use them for a homeschool curriculum. Uh, you can use them in youth groups, uh, wherever you want, in churches. Um, they're fantastic for helping people learn all about the issues um, that come up in culture today where people are skeptics of the Bible. So we talk about things like creation and evolution. We talk about the issue of homosexuality. We talk about abortion. We talk about how do we know our religion is the right religion when there's so many religions in the world. Um, all the questions people have about God and the Bible, we answer through these through these uh, course uh, videos. And I try to keep them engaging and entertaining. They come with uh, follow-along notes, discussion questions, all kinds of uh, uh, supplemental articles. And uh, it's a great way to really get yourself educated and feel more confident about the truth of God's word. So my guest today is Dick Halsam. We've been talking about witnessing and sharing your faith. I wanted to read this um, 
excerpt from um, Christianity Today. This just came out. This was an article published in July 2018, and it's it says just do something. Uh, it's by Ed Stetzer, and he makes a really interesting point here. He says, uh, instead of people replacing older evangelistic strategies with new strategy strategies that they feel better fit our time and cultural context, we seem to have replaced these old strategies with a new level of angst. Now, angst, I think what he's saying here is he's saying, rather, we, we often say, hey, this evangelism method doesn't work, or this doesn't work, or that doesn't work. And instead of coming up with a better way to reach out to people, we've just developed more fear and kind of anxiety over evangelism. And he says here, ultimately, that means evangelism doesn't get done. For example, evidence of lessening interest in evangelism can be seen in the huge decline in the number of evangelism conferences that are hosted and attended. We just finished hosting the Amplify Conference, which is now the largest evangelism conference in North America, focused on outreach and evangelism. Such conferences used to fill huge venues. So much has changed. People like to explain away the decline by saying people have turned to online tools, but we all know that they're not all engaged in evangelism training online either. What should we do? Given this situation, what should we do? Some people are throwing up their hands in the air and saying, well, we can't do evangelism anymore. That's the wrong answer. And then he goes on to give a, a, a story about D.L. Moody. And a woman came up to Moody and said, I don't like the way you do evangelism. He asked her how she did evangelism. And when she answered that she didn't, he replied, I like the way I do evangelism better, better than the way you don't do evangelism. <laughs> which, which I thought was hilarious. But um, here's the thing. What... We can't give up on evangelism. I mean, uh, the reality is, is we want to look this, this issue in the face and we want to we tackle it head on, not be afraid. It's the elephant in the room. Um, the stats on the amount of people that share their faith uh, in the church is very, very low. It's something like less than 5% of people uh, share their faith uh, per year. And so, well, the, the declining numbers of Christians in America that we see are the natural byproduct of not sharing our faith anymore. So what we want to do is, is face our fears. And I'm not saying, you know, I, I know that some people, they just are so afraid of sharing their faith. Uh, my encouragement to you is start by giving people, give to people, right? I had a student who, I was challenging my students to share the gospel. I said, what can you do for somebody that will allow them to give you the opportunity to share your faith? And what this girl started doing was once a week, she bought all that. She worked at the mall in a clothing store. Once a week at the mall, she bought everybody a coffee. Um, and pretty soon people were like, why are you buying us coffees? And as soon as somebody says that, well, what's the immediate response? Well, uh, God loves me and I'm trying to be a loving person like he expects me to. Jesus Christ loved me. I'm trying to love others like Jesus loves me. And so all of a sudden, they're coming to you rather than you having to go to them. And so my challenge is find a way to give to people. Um, and Dick and I were just talking about this off air. What is this known as? It's known as love, right? Yes, and so, um, right. Dick, can you explain to me what you were explaining off the air? Well, in the Bible, in, in the Greek language, there's four different words for love. And in the English language, we have one word for love. And we use it for everything. And many times we use it wrongly. Uh, I love my car. Well, there's no way in the world you can love your car. A car can't love you back. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, but the majority of the time in the scripture is talking about agape love. Mm. What is agape love? That's a servanthood love, something that you do for somebody else without expecting anything in return 
For instance, one of the things that I always do, whether I'm in a checkout line at the grocery store, no matter where I am, I look for that name tag. I look for that name tag. If you ever notice, you go through the grocery line, they get through checking out the person in front of them, and they turn to you and they say hi, and they start checking things out. And I look over there and I say, well, hi, Kevin, how you doing today? Yeah. How you doing today? Yeah. And uh, uh, their whole countenance changes. Just, they, they did almost melt. Yeah. I did it the other day in Costco. Yeah. And this lady, I, I was explaining what how I do this, and she says, are you a motivational speaker? I said, no. She said, are you a pastor? No. Are you a deacon? No. Are you an elder? No. I said, I'm just a guy who loves Jesus and trying to love people. I said, what's the most important word in the world to you? Her name happened to be Sandy. I said, it's Sandy, isn't it? She says, yeah. I said, just trying to love people the way Jesus would love people. And she says, well, where do you go to church? I said, Skyline. She says, I go there too. That's fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, and, and, and it's so true, you know, um, as, as we begin to become more comfortable sharing the gospel and giving to people, then more and more of those opportunities will arise. And so um, I don't want, th- this show is meant to encourage you. It's not meant to discourage you. Um, this yes. show is meant to um, tell you that it's possible. Uh, Dick, Dick, um, do you mind me asking how old you are on the air here? I'm 77. He's 77 years old. Okay, I'm telling you right now, that's, this is amazing to me. 77 years old. He said that, you know, four years ago is when he really in earnest began to start sharing his faith. So it's not too late for you. It's not too late for Dick. It's not too late for anybody. And the fact of the matter is, is as God works through us and helps us overcome these fears, and as we, per, as we persevere through our fears, that fear will diminish. I can honestly say um, that I used to be very fearful about going out and sharing the sharing my faith, but I am not afraid anymore. Um, I, I go down to the beach, and to be honest, it's one of the the most fun things I can do. Um, I actually enjoy it, and the reason that I enjoy it so much now is because I've seen the way people react to authentic, sincere love, um, and, and and I I can't tell you how many stories I have of. It, it really dramatically impacting people. Um, we have a prayer banner up at the beach and one of the guys that we were giving out a hot dog to, I started talking to him and asking him about his life and he told me that he was on parole but that he had been denied um, release from prison ultimately and tomorrow, the following day, he was going back to prison. Today was the last day he could be with his little girl and he was going to prison for 10 years. I didn't ask him what he did or what happened or anything but you could see he was just torn apart by the fact that he was going back to prison. Here he is at a sunny day at the beach with his little daughter, and um, the next day he's going back to prison. And I got to pray with him. I got to share the gospel with him. He accepted the Lord right there, and I got to encourage him that even in prison, God can use him. And uh, I've been into Donovan State Prison and and, uh, seen the guys in there and seen the light in their eyes because of the hope of Jesus Christ. Um, It's a hopeless place without Jesus, but with Jesus, um, you have all the hope in the world. And I had another situation at Balboa Park where a guy actually told me uh, kind of um, indirectly, he said um, that tomorrow he was planning on committing suicide. And I got to sit down with him for 45 minutes. We talked and I said, do you think that God brought us together in order to let you know that he knows what you're going through and that he loves you? And he said, yeah, absolutely. And I said, are you still gonna commit suicide? He said, no, I'm not going to. And I actually have that on video. I have that conversation on video. and so here's the thing. Uh, sharing the gospel is one of the most 
radical, impactful things you can possibly do. I mean, it, it, it is the thing, right? It's the Great Commission, Matthew chapter 28. And so the fact of the matter is, is that um, as Christians, uh, we need to look this elephant in the face, this elephant in the room, why you have all these people that know the Bible, that believe the Bible, that trust the Bible, but aren't telling their neighbors, friends, and relatives about the truth of the Bible. And we have to take this head on and uh, wrestle this elephant down and and wrestle till we find a solution. Um, we cannot throw up our hands and say, well, I guess we can't do evangelism anymore. And so I hope this has been encouragement to you. Uh, uh, there are so many opportunities and um, you know what Christ said? He said, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send out more harvesters into the harvest field. It's not that the harvest isn't plentiful. It's not that people don't want to accept Jesus. I, I guarantee you that's not what it is. It's that there's not enough harvesters out in the harvest field. So what's our prayer? Our prayer is that the Lord would send more harvesters out into the harvest field and that he would enable us to become those harvesters that we're so afraid to become but that he would overcome our fear, that he would be greater than our fear, bigger than our fear, and that we would tangibly show people God's love, not only through um, what we do for them, but what we say to them in the gospel. Amen? Amen. Amen. Dick, any any uh, comments before we head off? We're, our pro, we're out of time here, so. Come down to the beach. Come uh, down the, to the beach. <laughs> the third, uh, let's see, it'll be the third Saturday of September, and we can give you some material to show yep. how easy yeah. It is to share your faith. You don't have to know a lot. 10 a.m. to 12 noon, right down at the Mission Beach, Belmont Roller Coaster. And we're just south of the roller coaster uh, near the bathrooms on the boardwalk. You can't miss us. We've got a huge prayer banner up there. And uh, we would love to have you join us or even just come down and hang out. If you want to just come hang, hang out and see what it's like, uh, that would be a blessing to us. And um, we'd love to encourage you and pray for you and bless you. So, uh, thanks for joining us today. My website's educateforlife.org.org and you can um, check out all kinds of resources on there to help you out. I hope you have a fantastic day and I really appreciate you listening. Uh, please give me feedback on uh, Facebook or our website or YouTube. Uh, love to have your support and encouragement. Okay, God bless you. Have a great day. Did you miss part of today's program? Don't worry, we're committed to helping you get the info you need. Okay, that was dumb. But for real, visit EducateForLife.com for podcasts and video recordings of the show and to sign up for the School of Unshakable Faith. Leave us your comments, compliments, questions, or concerns at 800-243-9719 or email KevCon at EducateForLife.com. That's K-E-V-C-O-N at EducateForLife.com. You will always be much more to me. Every day I wrestle with the voices that keep telling me I'm not right, but that's alright, cause I